Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. It's Sunday, January 9th, 2022. And my guest today are two returning champs and a powerful contender. It's Chad Opitz, David Sanborn, and Greg Wyshynski. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Wee. Hello. <laughs> Wee. I think you uh, I think you all arrived here, gentlemen, but you're going to one of you is going to leave a lady. Oh wow. Oh, oh right. <laughs> okay. Or something like that. What a bargain. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how that expression goes. Let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically, starting with San Francisco comedy phenom. <laughs> Chad, I'm gonna try a nickname if you don't mind. Oh, go for it. Chad Tuck and roll open. Whoa, that's a good nickname. <laughs> Very apropos. Yeah, because you're great at tucking and rolling. Tucking and or rolling. Yes. Yeah. You, I got mean, it you, all. Made, me, you made me do it like four times in a show once. I cherish. It's like almost like an NFT, the, uh, <laughs> the, GIF, the GIF I have of you uh, rolling across the stage in, I believe it was Sacramento. Yes. But what we need to discuss is San Francisco, because I was going to see you next weekend at Sketchfest. You were going to participate yeah. in uh, one of my shows there. And uh, that Sketchfest got kicked to a year and a week later. So if you have tickets yeah. to any of my shows, they're good for a year and a week from now. <laughs> I, I do love and, uh, that they hit, they hit us up and they were like, are you free in February, 2023? Like, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Well, mine's going to be late January because my shows were going to be January 15, 16. So next year they'll be January 20 something. But anyway, uh, keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, uh, since I had an airplane ticket and I love San Francisco and was bummed that I wasn't going for Sketchfest, I'm just going to do two, uh, stand-up shows with, uh, Local comics, great local comics, including Chad. That's that's going to be this Saturday, 
January 15th at 7.30 and 9.45 at the world famous Saved by Being a Landmark or some shit, uh, San Francisco Punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I'm encouraging people to not come because the less people that are there, the safer it'll be. <laughs> well, then what are you doing? What are you mentioning it for? I have to mention it. Oh, I'm obligated okay. to mention it, but I'm also not, not obligated to say that I think it's a good idea for you to come. That's true. Don't be there. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a show no matter what. So I just hope, you know, I hope some nice people show up and that they uh, I think it's worth it. Mm. Um, but thank you for being here, Chad. Thank you for having and, me. Uh, and no matter what happens today, I'm going to see you, uh, see you on Saturday. Yes, sir. Also joining us, a dangling champ living the life of a champ in San Diego, the great city of San Diego. <laughs> it's David Sandborn. Hello, David. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. You, uh, In case your opponents, Greg and Chad, don't know, we met David at the San Diego uh, American Comedy Company show a, a while back when we had audience members compete to become a guest on the show and david won not only that competition but then he went on to beat uh my guests on stage and became a dangling champ and then i believe it was like a week ago i uh, took on uh some more people via uh, the homes alone edition and uh won that one so and, and then, of course, uh, let me just skip right to him as long as I'm uh, on a sentence with his name in it. Uh, <laughs> also a dangling champ today is our friend who um, has won, I think, in the last two or three, uh, not attempts, successes, and uh, was was the winner of 12 Guests of Christmas in uh, December in New York, and it's just been steamrolling ever since. We can't get rid of him. Greg Wyshynski. Hey, Greg. Can't get rid of him. My God. <laughs> the, the herpes of Doug Loves Movies. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Thanks yeah. Thanks for having me again, Doug. Yeah. Sl- Slapshot. You can't get rid of him. Clearly. Clearly. That's your, um, that's your tagline and your nickname. It's been a good run, Doug. Uh, I, I have to uh, credit uh, Blind Luck and uh, good sequencing <laughs> on some of these games. Well, yeah, that's the thing is you never know what's going to be thrown at you, but uh, David Sanborn has taken it on twice. Chad Opitz, have you ever, uh, you must have won on an yeah. episode or two of this show. I think I've won half. I think I've done one four of eight. Wow. Yeah. There you Not go. Bad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're not returning to us now as a champ, but who knows what's going to happen today? That's the big question. Greg Wyshynski, what you were making it sound like you were feeling like your run might end today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel, I feel like, uh, Doug, I know you're a bit of a jeopardy guy. I feel like one of these, uh, uh, super mega champions that goes on these million dollar runs and then the worm turns and you stop rooting for them and start wondering, all right, when's the next person coming up? I feel like I'm in that, that range now I've won my million and now the world is term- turning on, on Amy uh, to, to get her <laughs> off the show. 
Yeah, I mean, I I worry that there's a lot more than just the, um, you know, just they're tired of the same champion as a reason to uh, want uh, Amy out of there. I think uh, I I would like it to be a show called uh, Who Can Try to Beat Amy or something like that. And um, she's just there all the time because it it feels like that's what's going to happen now. Uh, it feels like the closest, uh, what I really want to see, and I don't want to get too far inside Jeopardy uh, here for our listeners, but uh, uh, what I want to see is, uh, you know, Amy Schneider and Matt Amodio uh, competing with one another. What I really want to see is a, a real threat to any uh, Ken Jennings record while he's hosting the show. And just get that dynamic. Like she gets within $10 of his record or something. He does then, really, he dwells on it at the top of each show, like how great she's doing. And, and it's, uh, I think it just adds extra pressure to the other two contestants. <laughs> <laughs> Cause each time he just comes out and talks about what new record she's broken, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's tough. And, you know, they tape like five episodes a day, but they only have one, uh, time period where they let all the contestants practice on the buzzer and that's before the first taping so if you get bad luck of the draw and you're in the fifth taping you're you're going up against amy after she's played four times on the buzzer and you've only practiced with it uh, earlier that morning so uh it's uh it's a real uphill battle it's gonna be interesting I think that's why emodio lasted so long i think it's just you know it's tough going in against uh a, uh, a Goliath, you know, but to reiterate, I think I've reached the, get this shithead out of here, uh, level of, uh, okay. of victory. Right. Yeah. You're, yes. you're no shithead. To, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the shitheads were a thing we've talked about a lot in the past on this show. <laughs> and now we're trying to have a more positive attitude, but, um, it's still a funny expression, no matter how you, uh, how you slice it before, these games, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about the games today. I'm, you know, I'm always excited, but today is uh, is special to me because uh, I think it's. I really don't know who's going to win. Um, I also don't know what movies you gentlemen are going to recommend because I'd like to mm. visit Recommendation Nation. That's where yeah. each guest recommends one movie and one movie alone to go up against whatever else gets recommended in the, you know, the heap of movies that people are intending to watch, but they never get to. What's your recommendation, Mr. Chad? Um, I would recommend the green Knight, which I rewatched again recently. And I really liked that movie. And I, I'm not going to lie. I did not know what the hell was going on for most of the time. But uh, I, I just enjoyed it visually. I thought the acting was good, and uh, it left an impression on me. So I would recommend giving it a view. Yeah, it like hypnotized you into recommending it. You don't yes. even know what was happening, but no. you but you know you liked it, and that others will like it. Yes, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, uh, Dev Patel. Yes, and he's got phenomenal eyebrows. That guy. He really does have. Mm. He's got phenomenal him. eyebrows. Transfixed <laughs> me to the screen. <laughs> it's a powerful yeah. set of brows. 
Yeah, they're a good matchup with for the stone monster or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So we got the Green Knight. It's a yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's um I didn't know what to expect, and I still, after having seen it, don't know don't know what to have expected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could even describe it if forced to. Mm-hmm. Um let's move on to David Sanborn, do you have a recommendation for us this time? I do. Uh, I'm going to recommend the movie Mid-90s. It's like a Jonah Hill's directorial debut about skateboard culture in the mid-90s. I believe Uh, it's it's this is an interesting one because I think it's come up come up at least once or twice before. Uh, on this show, there's something about that movie. The people that are into it, it really sticks with them. I, I really enjoyed it because, you know, as a kid, I was cool enough to like play Tony Hawk pro skater, but not cool enough to actually skateboard. And watching this movie made me feel like I was cool again to play, you know, playing the video game of skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, who knew that uh, he he had it in him directing, uh, you know, a movie about, you know, uh, skater kids. I mean, I'm talking about Jonah Hill, of course. And um, I, li- I hope he directs more movies. I thought it was I think it's a it's well done. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I watched it like once a year since it's come out and just it gives me like a nice little, I don't know, cool factor, I guess. Have you seen North Hollywood? I haven't. I have not as well. We need to see it, David, because uh, skater friends of mine insist that it's as good or better than mid-90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's my... I I have a very quizzical huh attached to that, (laughs) and I I am going to check it out. I've heard from several sources that it's good, and uh, it's got uh, iCarly's in it, so, you know, you can't lose. Oh, all right. <laughs> is, is she skateboarding in it? I don't know. I think she probably plays like somebody's disapproving sister or something. Okay, God, I hope she skateboards. <laughs> She's there catching it for her web series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go to Greg. Uh, what do you? You tend to. I don't know where you get your ideas for recommendations from. It feels like. Uh, mm things that are going on in your life have a, are kind of a factor. They are, but I'll, I don't also don't, I don't sleep much. So like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I come across randomly at night. Uh, so this one though, like the last, uh, the, the new matrix movie that came out was sort of a very meta exploration of, of making matrix movies. And um, that plus the fact there's a new screen movie coming out, made me revisit uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, Ooh, okay. which was the movie came out in 94. It was famous for being uh, the first sort of meta sequel. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie about making Freddy Krueger movies and this notion of like Freddy Krueger being a, a real ent- like scary demon entity that's like haunting these movies. And uh, it's got like the real people from the first Nightmare on Elm Street playing themselves. And it's a fascinating I don't know if it's all that successful, but it's a fascinating sort of uh, commentary on itself and, and on making horror movies and on the trauma that horror movies have on the people that make them. And 
the the matrix movie made me think about that movie a lot because the matrix movie is basically just all about making a matrix sequel um and so uh it, it holds up it's pretty good it's a, it's it's such a curveball of a sequel that uh, i think it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it Wes craven's new nightmare apparently it's really, really good Apparently, if you get the novelization of that movie, there's like little inserts of Freddy Krueger, like haunting the writer of the novel like, with the actual <laughs> nice. movie. I've always wanted to track it down, but I haven't found it. So they, so they cool. do like another level of meta within the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool. And I think you could like you could look at that <laughs> flick and then and then kind of draw a through line directly to scream becoming a thing you know mm-hmm. of, of sort of commentary on the horror genre within a horror movie and so it's it's an it's an important movie i, I don't know if it's it's not completely successful but it's it's definitely a curiosity and and a pretty influential flick i think well i'm curious to see which of uh, these three you know our listeners uh, are most into because they're you know three movies that a lot of people like if i was forced to pick one like if i had to like sit down and watch one right now i i go mid 90s but that that's just sort of the movie just hit me that sort of way that i just there's something about it it's just there's some unpleasantness in it like between the brothers and stuff but like i don't know something about the overall vibe of it is just so uh cheerful or you know it's it's uplifting uh, i feel but like I said, these movies are all quality cinematic experiences. Let the best one win. There's nothing to win, really. Wes Craven isn't even isn't even alive. Right, so. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us, Doug. <laughs> if I see Jonah Hill, I'll be like, "Hey, uh, your movie uh, went up against two other movies on a poll that I did." And do you want to know how it did? Jonah, where are you going? (laughs) Uh, All right. Great job, everybody. Time to take a break and come back with some games. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We are back and it is game time. Yeah, there you go. I can't do it. I can't do it. Really good. You can't wait. You can't do a trumpet noise. Oh man, trumpet noise is one of my uh, few virtues. Uh, (laughs) Damn! Oh, that is very good. Right? Which which hole is that? (laughs) 
I'll never, I'll never tell. Yeah, that had a real, that had a real uh, interesting sound to it. All right, so um, <laughs> we're gonna play our first game today. I'm so excited about this game. It came to me uh, while I was watching television. Uh, the game is called Drag Race Me to Hell. Whoa. Yeah, what? I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race, the season premiere, and um, I thought of this game. Um, go, go Cornbread is all I have to say about the new, <laughs> new season. Um, is there a contestant named Cornbread? Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, uh, here's how the game works. I'll say a, f a fun or otherwise, basically just a fact uh, uh, about a movie, and you tell me if that fact is re in regards to the motion picture uh, Drag Me to Hell from 2009, is that right? 2009? No, that's yeah, not right. That, that sounds right to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2009. Right Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, or, or, or Rat Race from uh, 2001. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Very, very specific. Mm. Or, yeah, exactly. Or both. So each of these facts will be about magnetic hell or Rat Race or both. Uh, Chad gets to go first. If he misses on this first one, David gets to guess. If he misses, Greg gets a gimme, and so on. First to two points wins. Good luck. Good luck in drag me, drag race me to hell. Chad. Yes. <laughs> rated, rated PG. 13 is that drag me to hell rat race or both <clears throat> um i will say both you think that both horror film drag me to hell yes and slapstick comedy rat race you think both of those films are rated pg-13 i'm gonna say yes Okay, that's your answer. Here we go. Yes. Let's put it, let's put it in the answer machine. See what noise it makes. Oh, that is correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rated PG thirteen for excessive smash mouth. Yeah, that's for uh, the the uh, rat the race. race movie. Yeah, that makes sense because they doesn't smash mouth physically appear in the movie. Yeah, at the very end, they sing yeah. all star. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's what all good races end with. Is, uh, <laughs> performance is, by Smash Mouth. That's your, a, that's your four, winnings. A four-minute concert, because it's just that song, and then when they start the next song, people start booing, and then the lead singers, <laughs> the lead singers start fighting people in the crowd. <laughs> they, raced, they raced across the country to attend a Smash Mouth concert. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so David, you got to go first on this next one. Did, how right. did, you, did you think you knew that one, that they were both PG-13? Uh, I, I had a feeling. I know for sure Drag Me to Hell was, and I was just going to guess that Rat Race was. 
Drag Me to Hell is the most bodily fluids you could put in a movie and still get a PG-13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so gross without being bloody. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's the thing they're looking for is blood. And then Rat Race is just has that like R-rated vibe to it. But that's why it's PG-13, just because of a couple of nasty jokes or nastier jokes. Yeah. Um, some sort of terrible treatment of a cow, I think, at one point. <laughs> um, all right, uh, David, uh, here is your clue that applies to Drag Me to Hell, Rat Race, or both. Has two cast members who have been on Doug Love's movies. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? That is that your answer? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say both. Mm. You say both of those oh. films have had multiple two people on Douglas movies. I, yeah, I'm going to say that. I honestly, I don't know too much about rat race, but I know it has a big cast. So someone in there has to, I'm assuming. There's a um, lot of, there's a lot of rats in the race. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> But that's where they spend all their money. They don't really run into too many interesting uh, characters along the way. Mm. Uh, it's mostly it's mostly the racers themselves or the are the known ones. And um, but uh, unfortunately, David, that answer is Whoa. incorrect. That is not both is not the correct answer. It's either drag me to hell or rat race that has two cast members that have been on Douglas movies. Greg Wyshynski, what is your guess? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, just play the odds here and say it might be the movie with a thousand comedians. Uh, so I'll go Rat Race. You know, it's an interesting approach you just took. And it's a perilous one because that is incorrect. Wow, no. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yes, unfortunately, if if Chad has the ability to remember what? which of the three answers has not been given, how 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 crazy would it be if I didn't? The game is his. It's happened, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm gonna say drag me to hell. <laughs> yeah, as that. it turns out, as it turns out, Justin Long—that's the obvious one. Right. He's been on a bunch of times, but then uh, uh, actress named Chloe Dykstra, uh, who's been on this show and Getting Dug with High, uh, she uh, has a small part in the film as well. And then in the motion picture Rat Race, no comedians from Rat Race have ever been on uh, Doug Lowe's movies. But uh, Amy Smart, strangely enough, has been oh, on no. those movies. Oh. <laughs> so she's the one from Rad Race. And we got two from Drag Me to Hell. So congratulations, Chad. You just walked away with that game. Wow. Uh, how, how are you feeling? I don't, it feels like you didn't even break a sweat. I'm feeling like uh, my memory is just phenomenal. It's, my memory is top notch. Can you do a <laughs> celebratory tuck and roll? I can do it virtually. Whoa! I just did. Oh, damn! It felt like you really did it. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, all right, just for fun, let's because uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna play this game again. Um, here, <laughs> here's, here, here's it. 
here's the next round. Uh, it was going to be is available on Amazon Prime for three dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, <laughs> okay. starts to smell like I'm I'm doing an advertisement, but I'm not. I just looked them up uh, the movies to see you know where you could watch them and how much it would cost, and so either one or both of them is available for three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Um, David, we'll start with you just for fun. Which one do you think? Uh, is it one or the other or both? Okay. Well, I like most of these questions. I know it's dragged me to hell because I recently rented it on Amazon for three ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, I guess I'm just going to stick with my answer and say both. Well, that's so funny that even even with knowledge, even knowledge can bring you failure. Oh, no. that, is, that is incorrect. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you knew what you were talking about, but also that, that that's kind of set a trap for you because, uh, you know, uh, drag race uh, is, uh, I mean, rat race, excuse me, is uh, also available on Amazon Prime, but it's $2.99. It's a buck cheaper. Oh. Yeah. So it was I'll just. S- I'll, say, uh, I'll say, drag me to hell, Doug. The answer is just, <laughs> just drag me to hell. That is correct. That is correct. Greg is on the board. And, um, and then the last one was going to be, um, and you guys can all just jump in with your opinions on this one. Uh, I always look at the running times because I think it's hilarious. If I, I pick two movies that happen to have the same running time. And it felt like these should have about the same running time considering what you know what they're about and what they're like and uh so the answer to this one is one hour 52 minutes long is that drag me to hell rat race or both i'm gonna say rat race yeah i'm gonna say drag me to hell i'm gonna jump on the rat race train (laughs) it turns out it is drag me to hell I feel like Rat Race was like super short. Was it super I short? Was, you, you cut me off. As, as I say, Drag Me to Hell is one point thirty, one hour thirty nine minutes, and Ow. Rat Race is one hour fifty two minutes. Oh, okay. there we go. But yeah, but is it? It's still. Uh, it, it feels like there. A Rat Race is a little too long, and, and Drag Me to Hell might might be a little too short, or or just. <laughs> I think it's just right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why I also I just assume they both come in at about ninety minutes. So it's actually surprised they both uh, push the ninety minute uh, barrier, uh, which used to be like a barrier that you know people rarely pushed, and now you hardly ever see a ninety minute. Yeah, unless it's unless it's independent or something. Um, especially if it's going to play in the theaters, it's got to be fucking two hours, two yeah. and a half hours long, and then you know two forty five with uh, trailers. Well, they had to and, squeeze uh, in that uh, Smash uh, Mouth yeah. performance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's at the end. You know, at least it wasn't at the uh, starting line. True. Yeah, Because exactly. then you'd just be like, well, what am I, I going to stick around till the end for? If they're not mm. going to have any Smash Mouth at the end. Or they could have played at both ends, I guess. They could have, you know, because they could fly or something to the next... Doesn't John Cleese's character, he knows where they're supposed to be going yeah. at the time, right? Yeah, so he's on like a, like a plane. All right, well, 
we got going into the next game a uh, gentleman by the name Chad Oak that's is in the catbird seat. Only means you get to go first in the next game, Chad, and it's not always an advantageous position. Uh, we'll find out what game it is after this break. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back and Chad Opitz is glowing. He is looking, <laughs> he is looking so shiny and red and new after his victory in the never will be played again game drag race me to hell oh, wow i was honored to be will, a part of that maybe i will play it again maybe because there might be some other similarities <laughs> 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 there might be some other similarities that i didn't explore uh but instead for now we're going to move on to a different game a game that i've been enjoying uh, playing very much. I don't know how long we've been playing this one. I don't know how many of my guests have played it, but it's a ripoff of television's family feud that I call <laughs> filmily feud. And it's mostly film, but often pop culture based questions uh, posed family feud style where I did a poll mm. of a uh, hundred strangers uh i asked them these questions and then wrote down the percentages of their answers uh each question has four options so i will present the question and the options to our first player in this case it'll be chad and then uh you get first choice between the four options then we go to david he has to choose between the remaining three and greg from the remaining two and I'll tell you the scores and we'll move on to the next round where David will get to go first and will rotate so that each of you will have an opportunity to go first once, but in the tiebreaker, of course, Chad will get to go first. So that's where winning the last game, mm. gonna, that's where the advantage might come. Mm. Unlikely, though. So I don't think we have ties. <laughs> we don't have ties in this game very often. All right, because the percentages are so specific. Um, so we'll start with you, Chad. Okay. Here's what I posited to my Twitter account. I asked, best Betty White? Ooh. Question mark. I included RIP for rest in peace. Mm. Don't want to be disrespectful. Wasn't saying it to be silly. I really want to know what people think is the best Betty White out of these four choices. Lake Placid, The Proposal, Toy Story 4, or You Again? Wow. Yes, the motion pictures of Betty White. Okay. The motion pictures of Betty White, the best, the highest percentage... People just I answering the question, which is best Betty White? Could okay. be her best performance in it or her best movie that she's in. Uh -huh. I don't know what goes through people's heads. 
Okay. I'm going to go with Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. I mean, just classic ending shot in that movie yes. featuring yeah. the great Betty White and just showcasing her love of animals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> over, over people, yeah. Yeah, definitely over people. Like she plays a character that definitely likes animals more than people. Uh, all right, so Chad's going. Chad's going Lake Placid on our asses, and that brings to David the options of the proposal, uh, Toy Story Four, or you again. All right, I'm for sure going with the proposal. Okay. What? Sandy Bullock, Sandy Bullock, and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, and just the like Betty White's face when she watches Sandra Bullock sing to the window to the wall is priceless. Like that's that's good Betty White right there. I, you know, Betty White's going to bring quality to to everything, but it is her participation in the proposal is pretty memorable. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, he's been in love with her ever since. Right. And uh, um, I mean, who wouldn't be? I, she just seems like a terrific lady in every every possible respect. Um, the not having kids and being super into animals is you got to love her on both of those counts. Um, her husband died. She went th- she went 30 years to see him again in heaven. I hope that's a really a thing because that doesn't that'd be cool. It's not though, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. What do you want, Slappy? You want uh, Toy Story Four or you again? Well, I think I would probably I'll I'll go with uh, Toy Story Four. Her iconic role in Toy Story Four. I I don't remember her being in it. Was she like a box <laughs> yeah. of marbles or something? So I don't know. That's what I was wondering. wondering. But uh, so, she I, plays. I, she plays old Dolly or something. I don't it's, know. It's, she plays a she plays a dinosaur. I looked it up because oh, okay. I saw she was in it, and it's called dinosaur. like Bitey White. Bitey White. <laughs> Bitey White. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. All right. So there you go. Uh, yeah, but Toy Story Four, obviously, for her iconic role as Bitey White. Yeah, I didn't know when I was preparing this that I had a Toy Story Four authority uh, in the mix. I, just, um, I saw she was in it, and I was like, no, she's not. And then apparently she is. <laughs> she yeah. was. So my feelings, exactly. Um, and then You Again is a comedy with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, several other uh, ladies, I guess. And um, I heard it's not not too, too good. So um, makes sense that that only got 3% of the uh, action in this poll. Uh, coming in with 14% is good old Bitey White, Toy Story 4. <laughs> Bitey White. So, Greg, you're on the board with 14%. That's better than 3%. That's for damn sure. Uh, better. Yeah. Next in line in this poll was, uh, you guys just knocked him off in order, uh, the proposal at ah. 27%. So as you can imagine, that leaves a lot for Lake Placid and Chad. I was kind of surprised because the proposal's so popular. But again, Lake Placid really underlines uh, Betty and how important she was to animals. Because uh, I'm sure that, that big old alligator is probably not going to survive without her help. 
and Lake Placid. Uh, and uh, so Lake Placid got 56%. So Chad is in the lead, wow. strong lead with 56 points to David's 27 and Greg's 14. But anything can happen in Film mm-hmm. Lake Feud. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I don't have wow. the. You know, I, wish I, could, okay. I wish I could go to the theme music. All right, um, David, are you ready for round two? As I'll ever be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's that winning attitude that really does. <laughs> <laughs> All Maybe some people will sense where this is going, but I asked best Sydney Poitier. Oh, nice. R.I.P. We lost we lost a couple of great ninety year olds uh, this last week, <laughs> and um, here are the four films that uh, I gave people to choose from on the poll. This was based on the what were the four most popular on. Uh, IMDB, but I don't want an algorithm. I wanted to take it to the real people. Mm-hmm. So, streets. yeah. So here are the, the streets here of Twitter. The, yeah. Yeah. In alphabetical order, uh, the options are the defiant ones. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Lilies of the field or in the heat of the night? Ooh. Yes. David, um, which one of those classic Sidney Poitier motion pictures do you feel might have gotten the most love in a poll? Uh, I'm going to go with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Okay. That's one of the four options. It is. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many like. So hopefully, it should get me at least some points, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, and uh, uh, he shows up. Uh, their white daughter shows up with a black man, Sidney Poitier, for uh, dinner, and of course, um, just a cultural milestone in in so many uh, respects. Greg Wyshynski, of the three remaining. Sydney Poitier jams. Which one's got your eye? Which one are you looking at? Well, real ones know the answer is sneakers, but that wasn't one of the <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny. Sneakers is uh, not mentioned as much in his bios uh, as, it, as it should be. Like, but these, are, these four are really like, so big for, for him for different reasons. Um, but yeah, sneakers is definitely should have been a contender. I uh, see we're doing good on time. So I'll just say one of my favorite things in a movie ever is when Redford's thrown in the trunk in sneakers and he knows where he was taken because of the uh, separation between the planks on a wooden bridge that he's hearing while he's in the trunk. It's like, it's a, it's a fucking brilliant little movie. I, I really, I really do that movie. Um, yeah. And he's lucky that they went on, across that bridge. it's like if it's like the verrazzato he's he's screwed uh all right uh i'll take uh uh, say the the choices again sorry (laughs) the choices are uh lilies of the field the defiant ones or in the heat of the night i'll go in the heat of the night based on uh name recognition that's where he famously says you know call me mr tibbs 
And they even made a sequel uh, called They Call Me Mr. Tibbs. Um, and uh, I, I never have met a Mr. Tibbs, but uh, I certainly would think of, think of that movie if I did. It's the uh, off-brand Mr. Pibb, from what I understand, <laughs> Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so angry when he says it. Uh, Chad? Yeah. You got lilies of the field or the defiant ones. Yeah. Which Fancy. one of those two? You haven't heard of a, another Mr. Tibbs because they had to retire the name after that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, there's the only one Mr. Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Right, but how um, do you, you don't retire last names. Oh, they did it. It's crazy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a controversial decision but they did it'd be amazing if that's the way it worked in sports where they retire the last name not the number like there could never be another smith yeah. on the team you can't yeah that name just can't exist anymore <laughs> that'd be amazing uh i guess with those two choices i'll go defiant ones okay i believe that's a that's the movie where he and tony curse are like handcuffed to each other and they escape from yeah. prison like a chain gang thing. Yeah. I love that. That's a, you know, you're being defiant. If you get, if you break out of prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're going to need a timeout after, after (laughs) that, uh, after that little breakout that you pulled. (laughs) Um, All right. So here we go. Um, Let's start with lilies of the field. Because it came in fourth. You, you, you smell the rat on that one. Nobody fell for it. <laughs> Nobody fell for Lilies of the Field, but I am going to use Lilies of the Field. The closing line of Lilies of the Field is going to be my closing line of the show today. Just teasing that uh, coming up a, a, a little bit later. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, really is a reason to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're just people are just going to hear it at the end and go, what did he say that was from? All right. Coming in with 10% of the vote was the poor defiant ones. But Chad, you're still in great shape because of that first answer. You still got, you're still at 66 uh, total points. And then uh, the next in line in the poll was guess who's coming to dinner. Ah, whoa. Scored 23 percent of the vote which brings david to a grand total of 50 also pretty strong score at this point and then uh the number one choice again might be that right name recognition that uh slappy was talking about in the heat (laughs) of the night 59 percent wow bringing bringing greg slapshot wasinski to a total of 63%. So it's a close battle. This is very exciting. And Greg gets to go first mm. in this third and final round. Mm. Are you ready, Greg? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what if he was I'm just like, no. You. I'm telling you, David's attitude is just spreading. It's contagious. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is what I posted on Twitter. I just asked the question, best Daniel Craig Bond RIP. Because <laughs> we all assume that he's not going to be James Bond anymore. And I put four 
of his movies in the pool. He's done five, of course. So uh, Quantum of Solace, I took a, I, I just take it the assumption that that would finish in fifth in any sane person's <laughs> ranking of uh, of Daniel Craig. Uh, you know, it's got some good parts, like like most James Bond movies. But uh, I tossed that one aside. So the options are Casino Royale, No Time to Die, uh, Skyfall, and Spectre. Of those four, Greg, which one do you think people think is the best? This is a real fascinating question, Doug, because uh, I know what I consider to be the best, but right. there there is a strong undercurrent of people that don't rate Skyfall ahead of Casino Royale, which is what is giving me pause right here. But I got to be true to what I believe is his best. And I have to believe the skyheads are going to back the movie (laughs) uh, enough to put it over Casino Royale. So I'll go, I'll go Skyfall here. I think it's like a perfect encapsulation of not only the Daniel Craig bond, but everything I like about bond. Um, Oh, hang on a second. Did you hear that? No. What was that? Oh, Okay. I had an alarm go off and it was a music alarm. So I thought, Oh no, it's going to be heard on this, on this thing that I have my alarm set to a Taylor Swift song. (laughs) I was ready to be very embarrassed. You you scared me. I thought it was going to be like, we just got word that Daniel Craig died. (laughs) (laughs) This this just in. I was like, Oh no. I try to keep, I keep the, uh, you know, I, uh, (laughs) I, I keep a news blast going during the show. And I, I, I'll update you if any, anybody dies. Um, but that's what happens when you tape on Sunday afternoon. You know, they usually hold it for Monday because, you know, it's uh, for the next news cycle. Yeah. Um, Are you going right. to come clean and tell us what Taylor Swift song it was? Yeah, it was uh, Look What You Made Me Do. <laughs> wow. Cause I just like that that comes up. Like I'm already, you know, I don't like setting alarms in general. So whenever I do set one, uh, you know, I like that you can make it a song or whatever, but that one also just, I like that. It's kind of scolding me for, you know, even, <laughs> even, even needing an alarm to wake up. You know? I was, I was wondering if it was from the perspective of the alarm saying, look what you made me do. I had to yeah. wake you up. Or if it was from your yeah. perspective saying, look what you made me do. Now I have to turn you off. I couldn't figure out who was making the other one do something. Yeah. It's the alarms making me wake up and, but they're, uh, you know, (laughs) 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 they're mad about it for some reason. All right. Um, Skyfall. That's the one where uh, it turns into home alone at the end. It does. (laughs) The, uh, you know, wet bandits attack. He hits okay. uh, he hits uh, Javier Bardem in the face in the face with a paint can on a string, yeah. I believe, at one point. It's great. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so Greg gets Skyfall. Chad, what do you think? Casino Royale, Spectre, or No Time to Die? I want to add about the Skyfall. I think that has by far the best cinematography in a Bond movie. And Roger, Roger, cool. Roger Deakins, man, he's, he's great. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Casino good. Royale. Mm-hmm. Also, it's got one of the most meaningful opening themes in Skyfall because it's like, when you Skyfall, yeah. when you Skyfall, when you Skyfall, therefore Skyfall. Um, <laughs> what was it? What'd you pick, uh, Chad? Uh, Casino Royale. Chad's going Casino Royale. I like it. A gambling man. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's see here. Uh, David, your uh, options are Spectra, Er, or No Time to Die. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go with No Time to Die since it's newest and also Spectre kind of sucks a little bit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what is this, um, what is this uh, thing where people seem to not be that into Spectra, uh, like, uh, or Spectre, if you will? What, um, why do you think people aren't into it? I, I, it's just, I mean, like, uh, What's his name? I can't think of the actor's name. I just want to say Hans Landa, and I know that's... Oh, Christoph Waltz? Christoph Waltz, yeah. Yeah. A, they really they wasted him in that movie. He's great in everything, but he's, yeah, he just feels like he's, you know, there. <laughs> Was he, is he the one? Does he take out his teeth or something? No, no, no you're thinking of Javier Bardem, Javier Bardem. Bardem. Skyfall. No, oh, okay. it, it's, it's incoherent shit, and uh, retcons... <laughs> It recons Blofeld to being like what Bond's like cousin or some shit. Brother like it's a whole, something. Yeah, it's, it's so dumb. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not. Very, but it did have. It's the one that did have the opening at uh, the Day of the Dead, right? Like that. That was probably the best part of that movie. And then it was sort of uh, uh, downhill from there. Oh, is that the one where he's like on a roof and he just like walks off the roof because the building collapses out from under him? Yeah, I think that's the one. That's pretty, pretty corny. <laughs> well, there's much more corn to come in that flick, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it ain't, it ain't very good. So, congrats. I think you did a good, smart thing there, taking uh, the movie people liked uh, out of those two. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that makes sense. When you're voting the best of something, it feels like you should pick the one that people liked more. Yeah, avoid the worst of it. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a great strategy. I think you all applied a great strategy. We ended up having a having a terrific game. Uh, here's how the scores break down for uh, best Daniel Craig, James Bond. As everybody sussed out, uh, Spectre got only 4% of the vote. But man, can you imagine the nerve of that 4% to like pick that movie? <laughs> Over those other three. Um, yeah, but, so good for them, those people that did that. And then No Time to Die, uh, just, uh, you know, I guess it's too new or I haven't seen it, but I, I've been hearing mostly positive things, but uh, it only secured 5% of the vote. Wow. Oh, boy. Smokes. I feel like it's because they haven't seen it. I, that's, yeah, my, that's my opinion. Um, so that's only 5%. So that brings your total, David, to 55 and then uh, Skyfall is next with 37% oh, of the vote, which brings good. Greg to a very impressive 110 points total. But Casino Royale, it's a real misstep there for you, Greg, sticking with your gut and sticking with stupid Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Casino How could Royale. the sky heads let him down? <laughs> Casino Royale heads really came to the, to the fore and uh, gave it 54% of the vote, which gives Chad a grand total of 120, and it makes Chad our new oh champion today. <laughs> Damn. Well Whoa! Done. Wait, can I get a can I get a Greg trumpet? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, clearly, clearly, you saw you saw I was uh, listening to my chips. I had a little blood coming from my eye. You saw my tell, and uh, you selected the right movie. Kudos to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that was a terrific uh, win on Chad's part. Um, perfect timing because I can bring the trophy to you in San Francisco yes. next weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah when we perform together at the uh, punchline. Uh, but Chad, what other plugs do you have to make? You got to go first in the plugs. Oh my God. Um, I got, I'm going to be doing a uh, festival in Boise in March called the uh, tree Fort festival. Neat. Uh, performing comedy there. That'll be really fun. Yeah. End of March. I think that is a good one. And I, I, I like going to that, uh, that town whenever I get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need some comedy there. They do. Um, <laughs> the cool people there need some comedy. Um, and yeah, like I said, Chad, I'll see you Saturday at the Punchline in San Francisco. And uh, we'll have you back uh, on this show uh, real soon as yeah. you are now uh, an official uh, dangling champ. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to um, But let's talk to our other two terrific champs, you know, as Greg was saying earlier, these, these roads have to uh, come to an end. And <laughs> David Sanborn, have you got anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. I have uh, my Instagram where you can see pictures of my dog and things oh, that okay. I bake occasionally. Um, I'm attempting banana bread this week, so we'll see how oh. that goes. Um, and then uh, also uh, I took Alex Edelman's uh recommendation from last week to watch a new leaf this week and i yeah. enjoyed it so go ahead and watch it it was yay <laughs> that's great i love that oh, i hope somebody else uh does that uh, with somebody else's recommendation that's fun um and we'll hope to see you again on this show sometime oh my god uh, uh taylor swift just went off again what? you guys you guys didn't you didn't hear didn't it. Hear it. To, I uh, didn't hear it, man. Yeah. yeah, I guess it keeps going into like snooze mode or something. I don't know what's happening. Um, but anyway, uh, next time it happens, I'm not going to mention it. I'm just going to be a professional. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be a pro about it. But I panic because I, I worry about like incoming calls and stuff throwing me uh, off, of, uh, off of a Zoom thing like this. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we'll see you again soon, David. And then um, uh, Greg Wyshynski. Plug away, sir. You can find my stuff on ESPN.com. Uh, I'm on a TV show called Daily Wager most days uh, during the week on ESPN2. And for my pop culture stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash pucksoup, P-U-C-K-S-O-U-P. Uh, I just did an episode of our podcast, Overrated, Underrated, Favorite, Least Favorite, with Former Doug Loves Movies panelist Josh Gondelman, who I met actually Ooh. at 12 Guests of Christmas. Very funny dude. One of my favorite people. And we did uh, the most overrated, underrated, uh, favorite, least favorite of diner food and shellfish. 
Uh, so check that episode uh, on patreon.com slash Buxton. Wow. Yeah. Josh Goldman, a past and future guest on Doug Loves Movies. You made it sound like he's never going to be on again. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he's, he's clearly going to be on. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know if he's going to be on, but I'm telling you. But you just said he was. Oh, Doug, come on. Now you're just turning me in circles. Josh has been on the show and there's every opportunity he could be on the show if Doug sees him fit there. No, he is, he's more than fit. <laughs> he, he's better than us. <laughs> uh uh, I'll reiterate that uh, we're returning to San Diego, going to try again at the American Comedy Company on Saturday, uh, uh, February 5th. And uh, that next Saturday, I'm doing stand-up at the Punchline in San Francisco with Chad Opitz and other special guests. Yeah. And um, people who have tickets to Sketchfest, they're good for the new dates next year so hang on to them or turn them in if you're not feeling lucky if you're feeling like a whole year from now might <laughs> circumstances <laughs> might change <laughs> and thanks you're really selling these shows nicely <laughs> i know right uh once again thank you to greg wyshynski david sanborn and chad opitz as always this is a short one ryan get ready amen now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug